Most professional exterior paint jobs are guaranteed two to three years. Rhino Shield is guaranteed for 25 years. Hey, everybody, Todd Jeffries here for Rhino Shield. It's a ceramic coating that is eight times thicker than paint. It can be applied over any surface, including wood, bricks, stucco, steel, hardy board, vinyl, even your roof. And right now, they're offering a 15% discount. For a free quote, Texas Rhino Shield at 855 Rhino TX. That's 855 Rhino TX. And online, Texas Rhino Shield. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. 903 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can join us at 512-836-0590. Todd Jeffries, Patrick Osborne, Vandy, our producer. He's here, of course. And, uh, yeah, jump in here. Get your thoughts. Michigan primary day. How about that? How about that, huh? Yeah, lots of, lot, I mean, a, a battleground state officially in play now. Yeah. It's a big deal. Joe Biden not uh, getting the, you know, uh, the, the big support he typically gets from Democrats. Some Democrats in Michigan are upset because he supports Israel. Uh, yeah. He's trying to convince Israel to a ceasefire, though, right? He's trying to ride the fence on both of the, on he, both of the, he is. But there, there is a big, there's a, a very pro Palestinian, uh, a large pro Palestinian uh, contingency of, of voters there. And uh, I don't think they're happy with him for his, what he's done with Israel yet. Fox News spoke with two auto workers in Michigan and uh, they say they're voting for Trump. Uh, the first worker you'll hear from is Brian Penbecker. He's a 40-year-old union member. Uh, the second is Mike Hackam. He's, uh, he's an Arab American. He says the war in Gaza is not why he's voting for Trump. But here's this. Here we go. All of Biden's policies have ba- basically hurt auto workers. He showed up for 15 minutes to walk on a picket line and get his picture taken. It was nothing more than a photo op. Donald Trump walks the walk. He doesn't walk the picket line for a photo op and then leave. So it's a it's a whole combination. Um, Biden has repeatedly lied to my community. Uh, they took our votes for granted within my community. Um, and not only within the Arab American community, but in the Metro Detroit. Let's face it, Biden had made promises and failed on those promises biden has constantly lied time and time again let's face it biden pushed for for an ev sector that sector is scaling back at the moment and that sector has a failed infrastructure that biden promised to fix um we could go on and say that inflation is a record high right now uh auto workers by the time they get their paycheck can barely put food on the table for their families um, I see it firsthand on the ground. I don't need paid consultants from D.C. or experts to tell me that the economy is bad. Yeah, there you go. Just two, uh, two union workers there with Fox News uh, talking about the Michigan primary. Yeah, I think there, Donald Trump is probably going to do quite well with voters there, assuming that he is the candidate come November. I think he's going to do quite well with voters there because I think people really are, have not been happy, so, you know, especially, I mean, you hear from them, these are union guys, union auto workers who you know are not happy with what they really got from Biden. Uh, and he mentioned there the, you know, the uh, Biden's EV push. And I, I saw a story just this week that Mercedes-Benz has completely scrapped its plan to go only electric because they say market conditions, uh, they don't favor it. People just, people don't want these the way the, the Biden administration and, and other you know governing bodies are trying to force it onto people. Yeah. So I think that guy, 
there, he's probably speaking the, the for a whole lot of people up there in Michigan. You know, the thing is, uh, that story, you're right. You're absolutely right. So the EVs and the, uh, you know, the big auto, you know, companies and all that stuff and this big push for EVs. I, I I think that they I think that Joe thought that that would be the debates mm-hmm. leading into the Michigan primary. Yeah, but it's not. That story's kind of been overshadowed. Uh, the president is facing significant fall, you know political fallouts uh, from the conflict in uh, Israel and uh, between Israel and Hamas. Yeah. And in fact, there's a coalition of Arab American Muslim leaders alongside, you know, that state's uh, progressive Democrats who are going to vote uncommitted in the primary as a form of protest against Joe Biden. I mean, what do they want him to do? I mean, really, what, what do they think? What is it, anyone who's out there calling for, you know, a ceasefire resolution from a city council or a state government or the feds? And what do they really think is going to come from that? What, what do these voters think that Biden, do they just not like that he has not voiced enough support for, for the, the Palestinians and too much support for Israel? Because that, that, that would be an absurd reason to not vote for someone in America, considering that, <laughs> that that's a conflict that's happening over there. You could there are plenty of issues you could vote on that that affect us even more directly. Well, the outcome could send uh, an important message to Joe Biden, I guess. Uh, yeah, the political says either convincing the president that he's not paying the price for rejecting an immediate ceasefire or prompting further calls for uh, a course correction. The ce- the ceasefire call is just silliness. The only thing that that would do would allow Hamas to kill another day. Not to mention we got hostages that are still being held. Well, until the guys that are actually fighting want the ceasefire, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. Yeah. Uh, Just in the last three weeks, volunteers, uh, they made tens of thousands of phone calls. They organized protests on college campuses while picking up endorsements from uh, Rashida Talab, the Democrat from Michigan. And kind of a traitor, I would think. Oh, big time. Yeah, big time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Former Democrat presidential candidate Beto O'Rourke, he's made his appearance in Michigan. He's there to help Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Mm. Of course he is. I mean, you know, he. I, I still think he's got higher office aspirations. He's hoping to go 0 for 4 in another campaign soon. Uh, here's a quote. Voting uncommitted is, uh, isn't just symbolic. Uh, the listen to Michigan campaign manager sent in a memo. It represents an electoral margin that could determine President Biden's electoral fate mm-hmm. in November of 2024. Uh, jump in here, 512-836-0590. He's kind of got himself in a pickle, doesn't he? He does. Uh, there's, uh, there's, I mean, an actual push there in Michigan. Uh, I've seen some quotes and some news articles from up there where they say, make sure Biden loses. And, you know, from Michigan's Arab and Muslim Democrats pushing for for him to lose. I, I So he's he is in a bind. I I think they're still going to find a way to try to make it look like he's, uh, you know, a real contender somehow, mm. even though by all indications, nobody is really uh, on the Democrats or Republicans, for that matter. Did you see uh, Joe Biden made a made a late night TV appearance. I did. How long was the nap yesterday afternoon before they actually or did they film in the afternoon? Well, they do film in the afternoon. Oh, okay. So he was he was at his sharpest. I, now, is this post-lunch, post-nap, post-ice cream cone? Because he could get real sleepy after an ice cream cone and a, you know, lunch. So I don't know what time they film, but my guess would be post-lunch. You know, guy Biden's age probably eats lunch at 11. Was this uh, NBC's Late Night with, uh, what's his name? Seth Meyers. I have no idea. Not funny guy. Well, he was asked about some of the issues facing voters, including his age. It's about how old your ideas are. Look, I mean, 
This is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on a whole range of issues. Yeah, there you go. I, <laughs> I mean, only, only the Democrats and the, well, specifically the Biden camp and all the Biden lackeys, they're the only ones that don't want to talk about the obvious elephant in the room, and that is his age, his ability to not, you know, soil his diaper when he thinks too hard. You know, I, we all see it. Well, I don't mind his age. It's just... Well, all right. His cognitive. There you go. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Hang on a second. Here's the old man. You are currently 81 years old. Who the hell told you that? Yeah. <laughs> That's classified. That's classified. All jokes aside, according to recent polling, this is a real concern. You got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't even remember his wife's name. Yeah. And, uh, it's about how old your ideas are. Look, I mean, this is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on a whole range of issues that are 50, 60 years. Mm-hmm. 50, 60 years he wants to set us back, huh? The only, the only people that I see regressing this nation coming from his side of the aisle. It's true. A, a absolute regression. Hey, the name of, uh, you know, let's, let's find unity through segregation. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Really looks like we're making progress. Thanks, Joe. Let's unify and look at each other's skin color. Right. Yeah, Donald Trump, you brought up a good point because, I mean, Donald Trump's fairly, you know, he, he's up there in age. Yeah. But the, the two, there's a vast difference between the two cognitively. And just because, you know, someone stumbles once in a while. Sure. Doesn't mean that you've got the degraded brain of Joe Biden. That's true. That's why they don't want, that's why Trump should show up there in Brownsville on Thursday and demand a debate. Throw down the gauntlet right there because that's the only way that they might get a chance to -to face-to-face. They don't want to put Biden up against him. Let's get to the phones. Walter is checking in from Lakeway this morning. What's on your mind, Walter? Yeah. Good morning, fellas. Um, It really does matter who the president of the United States is because when he announced uh, that he was opening up the border, uh, I I turned in my retirement uh, from law enforcement. I got my full pension. It did my time. But I knew that I wasn't going to be a party to bringing in potential terrorists into this country Mm. through through open borders like that. And uh, that's exactly what's happened. And Mm. then number two, several warrants that I wrote just before I retired were kicked back and not subject to prosecution, even though I had confessions and video. Uh, they wouldn't accept the charge. Yeah. So everything you've been saying, yeah, has been correct. It's uh, it's incredibly frustrating, isn't it? It's uh, you can see the city just uh, just kind of feeling like the rugs being pulled out from underneath. If you don't, if you don't have a concealed or a handgun license, and you don't take care of yourself and your family, you're at the mercy of everybody on the street. Oh, I couldn't agree so, more. Yeah, absolutely. I, I advise everybody to, to you know to protect themselves and their family. Well, let me ask you a question, Walter. So we, we've heard we've heard a lot of stories you know, over the past year, more than 100-plus APD cops you know, left either from retirement or resignation. How, how much do you think that, that attrition rate at APD has something to do with, with Jose Garza's tenure specifically? You think we've lost a lot of cops specifically because he's been the, the prosecutor? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, the, my warrants were kicked back, and I even had a felony charge of one guy for illegal dumping. And they wouldn't accept that charge, even though he'd been deported from Venezuela, you know, been deported back in 2008 one time. Uh, I talked to the ICE agent, and uh, he said, you know, under the current administration's policies, this person will not be deported. And I'm like, that's great, man. Sounds about right. Well, at that point, then why the hell are you even out there doing your job, right? mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't have, uh, you know, some prosecution to back it up, you, you might as well not even go to work as a cop, right? 
Yeah. I well, mean, I, I retired uh, as a game warden from the state, and so even though I was a state employee, it still affected everything I did here within the city. Yes. And especially, you know, they're sending about 50 of us a, a week down to the border, and uh, to do the border ops, and I just talked to one guy down there right now, and our, our job down there is to be a visual presence. Yeah. You know, we don't really inter- interfere, inter- intercede, or stop anybody at all. How, how, long were so, you, uh, how long were you a game warden? Uh, 18 years, I bought two. So I got my twenty in. Oh wow, that's amazing! Sounds like that's a, I, I've always thought that was a that was a really cool job. Actually, it looks, absolutely, it looks so so reward. I mean, you know, I know, I know it's, well, it's Walter, a big state. Walter, can we ask you some some game warden questions? I mean, nothing nothing pressing, nothing controversial. Just sure. Is that all right? I've been hearing I've been hearing that elk may be making a return to West Texas, maybe the Panhandle, maybe into the Hill Country. Elk. Have you seen mm-hmm. this? Heard this? Have you heard about this? I've heard about it, and uh, you know, there's a lot of things that get loose that are exotics that aren't controlled. Um, you know, sometimes they may put a, a season on them or, or try and regulate them. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was just curious. A, lot, a lot of things. A lot of things other than large game animals; those are those are regulated. But a lot of things that get loose, like neo guy and, and red stag and all those things, you know, they can be shot anytime with any weapon as long as you have yeah. permission from the landowner on that property. I shot a large fallow this year during a deer season. I shot a large fallow, big one, big one. Yeah, very Good. very tasty too. Yeah, I'm still waiting to try that. Uh, oh, yeah, I've no, never had. I'll bring, I just keep forgetting. I'll bring no, you no, some no, sausage. No, I, I, I'll, I'll go shoot my own. Thank you, Walter. Appreciate that. Thank <laughs> okay. you for your Thanks, service, Walter. man. We appreciate you. Thanks for checking in. I just keep forgetting to bring it to you, man. Uh, I got some. Uh, I got some fallow sausage. I was going to bring you. Maybe some. Uh, maybe some. Uh, some. Uh, some fajitas. You open it up? Absolutely. See, I, I may have spilled the beans to my mother that that one day we may be able to try some of this fabulous, you know, Todd Jeffries. Oh, it's beautiful uh, meat, uh, the fallow and, and and all this. And so she she sometimes bothers me to to press you about it. A lot of people just uh, for the lot, record. A lot of people ask about that. So if I bother you about it, a lot of times just because my mom's, you know, she's putting the pressure on me. I'm feeling the heat. All right, I'll, mom. I'll bring you some. I'll we'll do it for mom. <laughs> now that mom is. Now the mom is in the mix. Right. Yeah. All right, well, you know, how can you pass that up? All right. Uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. Uh, listen, Iran's nuclear program appears to be advancing. Uh, the former Secretary of State, uh, in, uh, Mr. Mike Pompeo, he's really uh, weighing in on this story about Iran's nuclear program. Let's listen in live. They're close, and you're right. It doesn't take long. You spin some centrifuges. They have the equipment to do that. And all of this has been enabled by the decision that was made early on by the Biden administration to allow them to continue to build these programs up by getting out of the JCPOA and ceasing to enforce the sanctions regime, which denied them the very money that they need to continue to spend their centrifuges and build their nuclear capabilities. Uh, it's very concerning. Uh, imagine sitting in the same context with what happened on October 7th with a nuclear-armed Iran. The, the dynamics would be very different, different, even more difficult than they are today. And this administration has done literally nothing to stop Iran from continuing wow. to build so that, its that, program. That's really and interesting. the poor IEA yeah. is now shut out. Yeah, that, that's an interesting scenario. Just uh, how would that, how does, say Tehran comes out with the alert a month from now or six months from now, how does the region change in your view immediately? I think it changes two very important ways. Uh, first is, I think the Israelis would understand that they've got to take action that is even more serious, more concerted, more focused than they have taken to date. I don't think Israel can uh, allow Iran to have a nuclear weapon or a nuclear weapons program. Second, 
the Gulf Arab states bill will almost certainly feel compelled to head down the same path. And so we will then have multiple nuclear armed nations in the Middle East. Uh, this proliferation is a terrible risk. It's one of the reasons we worked so hard to build the Abraham Accords was to prevent precisely this kind of activity from taking place. Well, let's move to another topic. I don't All know right, if we there you go. That's uh, Secretary, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Uh, I guess kind of sounding the alarm on uh, Iran's goals of uh, creating some uh, some nuclear arsenal, if you will. Well, I mean, it sounds to me from from some of these reports that they're nearing you know bomb grade uranium production, and that 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 would be concerning. Certainly, that we don't want that. The problem I have with this story is. It sounds like weapons of mass destruction. Nukes? And the way that our media and uh, the talking heads try to create a narrative, oh, we got to do something now. I, I just sometimes stories like this, two, three, four years down the road, turn out to be just a big lie. Well, it's like that guy that, that, that kid, like, wrote into town like Paul Revere a couple of weeks ago saying, we've got this massive classified crisis. We've got to deal with it immediately. Well, it turns out it wasn't any big deal that people, I mean, you know, down the road it could be but not immediately, and it wasn't something that people weren't aware of. And it really was just a ploy to get more support for Ukraine funding. Now listen, uh, Iran is an enemy. I, I get that. They've been uh, uh, propping up, uh, you know, the Houthis. And, uh, you know, they, they, they prop up, um, well, Hamas, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, they're actively involved in a, in a war against us and Israel and our allies. Yes, indeed. Well, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's a nasty situation. It is uh, 924. Listen, the Texas DPS is continuing to make smuggling bust along the southern border. Fox reporter Alexis McAdams has more from Eagle Pass. The smugglings continue here. This time, Texas DPS finding dozens of migrants packed into a truck in Laredo, Texas. Five smugglers and at least 36 migrants, all from Mexico, Honduras, and Guatemala, were arrested in that case. Part of Operation Lone Star, led by Texas Governor Greg Abbott, leading to more than 40,000 criminal arrests since it began in 2021. And the surge shows no sign of slowing down. At least 30 migrants who crossed illegally into the U.S., taken into custody by Border Patrol agents just yesterday. Now, uh, four human smuggling busts have happened uh, in Webb County this month alone. It just, uh, it, it never stops. It, it never, ever stops. And of course it won't, as long as people know that there, there is a, a limited amount of law enforcement actually trying to, to stop illegal immigration, while the rest of the federal government and and Border Patrol agents actually just want to cut wire and allow it to happen. So this will, you, you can't stop it if you're not actually addressing the open border itself. And we want to stop human smuggling. You want to stop fentanyl smuggling. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, until you actually show me through your actions, anyone who's in power that could actually make changes. I, I see no action. None. And even when we talk about these, quote, bipartisan bills. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you had that, that border proposal that was supposedly this border security bill, but all it would allow was for... You know, up to 8,500 illegal immigrants a day and, and more money for processing asylum seekers who are often just people want, who want jobs. They're not even actually claiming legitimate asylum. We just, we just want to work. Yeah. You hear it all the time. That's noble. I appreciate that. A lot of people here want to work. That's not an asylum claim, is it? Absolutely not. Yeah. 
931 here on the Todd and Oz show. Uh, uh, Seth Meyers should be insulted that Joe Biden went on his show. <laughs> he should be, right? I mean, because yeah. it was a softball interview. It was. It was. That's why Joe went there. And 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 I don't think that that, uh, that line about uh, can't even remember his own wife's name was quite the dunk that Joe Biden thought it was, nor the, the crowd reacted. They were reacting to the, his ability to say a quick little funny real quick. They were reacted. They were impressed with his the speed of his uh, of his of his wisdom. That's that's what they were reacting to. They were like, "Oh my gosh, he can speak. He's oh. so quick witted." Yes. Oh, this guy is such a great president too. Yes. As it falls apart. Yes, it falls Around apart. Us. Yes. Listen, uh, you you've heard of surge pricing? You know when it comes to like ride sharing apps. You know, around a festival, a busy Friday night or a Saturday night, those those ride-sharing apps might charge you a little bit more based on demand and that sort of thing. Mopax Toll Road, same thing. Mopax Toll Road, yeah. If yeah. it's busy and it's packed, it's going to cost you more. Well, uh, that idea of surge pricing is coming to uh, a Wendy's menu near you. You may soon see the term surge pricing associated with burgers and fries. Uh, in addition to Uber and Lyft, uh, Wendy's is planning to roll out this dynamic pricing model similar to the ride-sharing companies as soon as next year. Uh, CEO Kirk Tanner, he said on an earnings call uh, earlier this month, this means Wendy's prices uh, would fluctuate based on time, location, and demand. What do you think about that? 512-836-0590. You know, honestly, I, I have thought for years that something like this was was going to come. You know, eventually some company was going to say, well, you know, when we're really busy because we always got lines and, you know, the, the, we'll just we'll, we'll hike up the price when, when there's the most people here. We'll just maximize the profits. So I, I figured it was it, it, this would come eventually. I think they're going to have like a, an AI-enabled suggested selling there as well so probably you know some computer trying to upsell you on a frosty with your baconator something like sure. that 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 at 5 p.m you know what you're gonna be paying 12 bucks for a for a baconator as opposed to maybe at 2 17 p.m when you when you don't have a line there and you pay back normal prices the people that eat at wendy's are not going to know when this happens and they're going to be pissed when it does now, Tanner also said on a call uh, the company would be rolling out new plans to improve the company's profits, such as digital menu boards that would be able to update prices in real time. And, in fact, you may be able to watch the prices change if you're in the drive-thru. The guy in front of you may get a better deal. Yeah. Well, so if they're going to hike them up when they're busy, does that mean that they might fall below current menu prices if nobody's been there for six hours? Like at 1 a.m. or something like that? Yeah. Are they, are they open 24 hours, the Wendy's? I don't, I don't think know. Wendy's are. And certainly Jack in the Box and Whataburger, I would argue, probably would be right in the thickest surge pricing at 1 a.m. Well, that's, uh, that's true. At Wendy's, uh, here, here's a quote from Mr. Tanner, the CEO. He says, at Wendy's, we're focused on providing great tasting, fresh, high-quality food. It's fast food. You know, take what you can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, doing it in a way that brings value to our customers. He says, as we previously shared, we're making a significant investment in accelerating our digital business. Uh, that's what they said to, uh, to the Business Insider. Now, uh, in addition to evolving, uh, you know, evolving our loyalty program, we're leveraging technology even more with the rollout of the digital menu boards. So we're going to have the digital menu boards maybe uh, early next year. They'll start messing with it. And what? This is... I think the beginning of the end has already begun for him, but you know this will just further solidify the the, the computer age of, of fast food workers. I mean, a lot of people I think are going to start losing their jobs over stuff like this. I, I, I would think that uh, that Wendy's probably does a pretty good busy lunch hour, right? 
I don't know. I, maybe it's just the locations. You know, there's one over off Breaker I'll stop at every once in a while. There's one of my old digs that I lived at many years ago off Far West, and, and they're never, like, as busy as, say, Whataburger or McDonald's. Yeah. Whataburger's the one I, I usually have So let's try something forever. really challenging and new. Let's try surge pricing. <laughs> Does that make sense? Not necessarily, but I don't know. Maybe they know something we don't. They're going to experiment with it first, hopefully. So if it doesn't work, they can tear it all down. Well, I, I think this press release is probably the first stage of that experiment. They, even in the press release, they say this is something not even uh, going to implement until uh, next year. Right. They, they may change their mind between now and then. They're just kind of throwing it out there to see what kind of reaction they may have to yeah, it by yeah. just mentioning it. That's like I said. It, it, it may be part of the experiment. Good. Yeah. I could see that. I... I don't know. I, I guess I, I don't care all that much because you, you know, know anybody that eats at Wendy's other than you. I, 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 well, I, to be honest, I, I just because I've eaten there, I don't think I've been there in decades. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I did eat there the other day, but what'd you get? But, but prior to that, it had been I feel like years. What'd you get? What'd you get this at the thing Wendy's? that I, I popped in? That I was just going to get a burger, but they had something that was like this chicken sandwich, and then it had like this nacho cheese on it with these like I don't know. Good grief! Did they come with a defibrillator? Well, I, I was I was hoping so. They didn't. But, you know, just to offset it all, I got a Diet Coke. There you go. That helps. It does. That helps. Hey, man, you got to have standards. It helps. Actually, it was very good. It was, truly. And I hadn't eaten there many, many, in a long time. I probably, it'll probably be a long time until I go there again. Well, I'm just going to have to take your word for it. Well, you, you, you can. It's good. You can stand on my word. Uh, listen, Austin police, uh, they're investigating a homicide in southeast Austin. It happened uh, yesterday morning early, about 1, well, 183 in a metro, metro, metro where's the city? Metropolis. Metropolis. 183 Metropolis. Okay. It's over near the airport. It's kind of across the I way. thought they were trying to say Metropolis, but no. Well, anyway, this happened early Monday morning. Uh, police officers were not dispatched to the scene for more than an hour. The call went out about an abandoned vehicle. Uh, so that's a, that's a, that's a low priority. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of abandoned vehicles scattered all over this city. Sure. Uh, but by the time they got there, well, they actually found somebody inside dead. And so they're investigating this. Uh, it happened about, uh, well, somewhere between 2.30 in the morning, and the police arrived about 3.39 uh, uh, in the morning. When I first heard this, the story, I misheard the part about the car and the abandoned vehicle, and I just heard that, you know, a body had been there. And so I thought, wow, they just let a dead body lay there for, you know, more than an hour. Uh, but even so, they're part, of, I'm part, part of the reason was the nature of the call. But I've heard in, in that press conference yesterday, uh, the, the uh, PIO was saying that, it's also because of just staffing issues that it took us so long to get out sure. here. Sure. Well, no, that makes sense. I mean, it's a, an abandoned vehicle. That's not a top priority. No. Right? No, no, no. But, I mean, he mentioned both, the nature of the call and staffing. So, sure. Uh, I mean, that is a problem because what, what if it had been a, a bit higher priority and, and they were in one of those situations where, oh, sorry, once again in East Austin or whatever sector, we don't have any cops available at the moment. Yeah. Happened just a couple weeks ago. It's kind of tragic, isn't mm -hmm. it? Very. Uh, jump in here at 512-836-0590 here on the Todd and Oz Show. An illegal uh, migrant has been arrested in Virginia for allegedly sexually assaulting a, a child. Here's Fox reporter Mike Emanuel. Renzo Mendoza Montez is being held at the Amherst County, Virginia Detention Center. The suspect's expected to appear in a Virginia courtroom on March 25th. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin reacting to the news on X, writing, quote, We pray for the victim tonight and thank the Campbell County Sheriff's Department. Let's be clear, prosecution must be to the fullest extent of the law. 
This news just days after a 22-year-old nursing student was brutally murdered on the University of Georgia campus. The suspect there is an illegal immigrant from Venezuela. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol previously detained and released uh, Mendoza in El Paso mm. uh, in September of last year. That guy uh, that, that went on to kill that, that nursing student, he also was uh, released, or as they call it, paroled into El Paso in, in 2022. There was a Gallup poll that I saw this week that shows 55% of U.S. adults say that large numbers of illegal immigrants coming in here is a critical threat to this country. And when you look at this poor nursing student in Georgia, when you hear this story about this poor child who was assaulted by this guy, I think there's a strong argument to be made. And, and they're, they're, they're one of uh, just this, a ridiculous number of people and seemingly growing number of people being victimized by these criminals who are not vetted properly at the border because we don't seem to care. And so young girls get victimized. Innocent nursing students die. We got an update on that nurse story. New court documents revealing some gruesome details in the death of Lake and Riley. Suspected killer Jose Ibarra's arrest affidavit says he used a weapon to disfigure her skull. It also says he concealed the death by dragging Riley's body to a secluded area. The coroner says the full autopsy report likely won't be out for several weeks. These new developments come as hundreds gathered on campus Monday for a vigil to honor Lake and Riley, as well as another student who died by suicide. ICE confirms Ibarra illegally entered the U.S. through El Paso in 2022 and that New York police arrested and later released him for acting in a manner to injure a child. In Athens, Georgia, Madison Scarpino, Fox News. I think the bottom line is, and we've been telling you this for years, we don't know who's coming in. We don't. We don't know what they're capable of. And that's why legal immigration should be embraced by everyone. Yes, yes. I, I would admit or agree that there, there are reforms that need to be made to make the process, you know, so someone who's really going through the, you know, the, the process as it was built doesn't have to wait seven, eight, ten years until they finally, you know, if they've done, jumped through every hoop they've had to and they still are just waiting and waiting. You know, we should probably speed that up for them and make it a little more enticing to actually do it legally. 946 here at KLBJ. Yeah, you can jump in at 512-836-0590. Listen, Macy's is set to close 150 stores. Uh, they're calling it a major turnaround effort, uh, but they will remain open. Uh, you know, the high end Bloomingdale's and, uh, and a few other locations uh, that they operate. But, but basically, uh, Macy's is shutting down 150 underperforming stores over the next three years. I don't know if there's any listed here locally, but uh, I think you could kind of assume that there may be one or two here locally that are, might be closing. Well, I, I typically, if, if I'm going to, which is rare, but if I'm going to go to the, the mall, it's, it's usually because I'm going to go stop it in Macy's, see if I find some jeans or something. And I was actually in there a couple of weeks ago and there was nobody in there on a weekend. Yeah. So, you know, it which, could it Which could Macy's? Be. Which Macy's? Lakeland Mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That place looks more like a warehouse than anything. It does. It looks like a warehouse where they fulfill online orders. The only people I saw in there were the people who were employed there. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And they didn't want to help you, did they? <laughs> they didn't seem to. <laughs> you want to take a guess how long uh, Macy's has been uh, been a company? Take a guess. Take a wild guess just off the top of your head. Vandy? Well, Macy's. Uh, Vandy, you got see, an idea? Guns. 150 years. Huh? 150 years. Good guess. Vandy, you got a guess? How many years have Macy's uh, been in business? You got a guess? Huh? It's close. You guys are close. 166 years. Uh, 
about that? So I guess under Price's Right rules, Vandy would have won. He would have. He should have said one year. You Wait, uh, no, 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 no. I would have won. He should have said one hundred and fifty-one. I would have won because yeah. I was. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I won. A lot of people don't realize the you know the Price is Right rules. Some kids don't stay. Kids don't skip school pretending to be sick to watch Price is Right anymore. I can still taste taste chicken noodle soup. That's true. Mm. Yeah, the good old days. Hang on a second. Is it uh, Johnny? Johnny is downtown, but now he's on the Todd and Oz show, and that's going to make his day. He's going to talk about it all morning long with his friends and family. <laughs> Johnny, good morning. Absolutely. Hey guys, I heard earlier uh, on your show that. Somebody mentioned the illegals paying taxes. So this is purely anecdotal, but I will tell you, I've got a lot of experience in the contractor world, the landscape world, the, the restaurant workers and all that. I can tell you right now, they're not paying taxes. They're not paying U.S. taxes. The ones that actually were up to two-thirds, maybe more, do not pay taxes. Yeah. And secondly, when they do get their check, they go cash it, and they send half of it back to Mexico. We're upside down in this illegal immigration deal all the way around. Healthcare, education, uh, law enforcement, welfare system, we're upside down. This is not a good deal for America. Now, listen, and, and, listen Johnny, you, you got city councils, including the city, Austin City Council and county commissioners. They say we have an affordability crisis when it comes to homes. How can you address the affordability crisis and have open border? Every public school listening right now is begging for more state funding. How can you address the school funding issue and have an open border at the same time? Every hospital that we're listening listening to us right now has nurses yep. that are angry about the patient to nurse ratio. How can you address that with an open border? You can't. You can't. We're we're, we're inundated with the we're overwhelming our resources. You know, we talk about climate change. The more people you add to the to the trough per se. You're draining our resources all the way around. You're draining our, our our fuel resources, our energy resources. I mean, think about it. they care about climate change, but we're adding more we're adding more uh, personnel to the to, to you know to to, to suck off our mm-hmm. our natural resources. It, it's a bad deal, guys. It's yeah. a bad deal all, all the way around. Stretching us way too thin. I got you. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Let me squeeze in Andy. Andy's on 183. Good morning, Andy. Hey, good morning, y'all. Hey, I ran across an article the other day, and, and it was an article from a man named Todd Benzman. And it's dated January 29, 2024. Uh, it's entitled, Biden Admin Sends Millions to Religious Nonprofit uh, Facilitating Mass Illegal Migration. Mm-hmm. So in that article, uh, it was the only one I could actually find that would, would actually show how the money's being funneled. But our State Department is paying $1.4 billion dollars to nonprofits, and there are over 200 of them lined up uh, through the UN and through uh, another preferred, uh, you know, yeah. distribution point. But but we're paying for it, guys. Yes. we're paying for it to, for them to to organize all the all the people to to come up in the caravans. Then when they get to the border, another group of NGOs takes over. FEMA's paying money uh, out of their budget for this, and we're paying the uh, you know over 200 nonprofits. You know, to, to make this problem an American issue that is going to change the culture, the direction, the, the economics of, of our nation. Yeah. And it's, in the, and, it's, and it's an intentional policy. And, I mean, they got quotes from the State Department. I mean, they're not trying to hide it. Uh, you know, so, but 
it was very, very infuriating to read that we're funding this problem that's creating another financial burden in every city, every state across America now. And these are directly influenced by policies in Washington, D.C., and those policies can be stopped immediately. What happens in Guatemala or Venezuela if all of a sudden $1.4 billion is not funneled down there to, to organize a caravan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They ain't coming. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And 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 I I got to correct you on something there. It's actually one point six billion dollars. Yeah, so it's yeah. even worse. It's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of money. And, and there were like twenty. There were like twenty twenty one lawmakers. There there was it was it was HR sixty one fifty five, and it would have turned off that that taxpayer faucet for the UN there, and uh, it. it it, it never made it anywhere in Congress. Andy, Andy, you're right. And, uh, you know, I used to think the ultimate goal was to turn Texas purple and then turn it blue, that sort of thing. That's That makes Democrats sense, right? Get a bunch of voters in well, here, that's right? Certainly, that's certainly an objective. That uh, well, certainly is an objective. I think that's just a side objective because we got Republicans. we got John Cornyn's of the world that are voting for this stuff. So, actually, uh, I mean, we, we should be fair, though. Cornyn didn't vote for the awful border package, but he did vote for the, U- or the uh, Ukraine funding package that had zero dollars for our own border, his own state's border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Cornyn is yeah, ready to protect the Ukrainian border, but he doesn't seem and, to be willing to uh, to vote yes on protecting our border. Right. Yeah, and funding for Hamas. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are funding all sides of that war. The farmers and ranchers of Texas Andy, and, and Arizona and what? Andy, what is the ultimate goal with all of this? What's the end game? Well, I, I, I think the primary goal at first is to turn Texas blue. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think it's bigger. Unquestionably, that is the primary goal, in my opinion, to turn Texas blue. I think that's it's a side benefit. I think that's a side I benefit. The, benefit. I, I, the reason I think it's a side benefit is because America is the last front against the globalist. And the, the globalists hate the fact that we have a First Amendment and a Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. And we may be the only thing that's keeping the planet safe right now because the of The globalists that. can yeah. all go to hell. Well, the Ameri- I have come to Texas. The American gun owner is the largest army on the planet. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ. Most professional exterior paint jobs are guaranteed two to three years. Rhino Shield is guaranteed for 25 years. Hey, everybody, Todd Jeffries here for Rhino Shield. It's a ceramic coating that is eight times thicker than paint. It can be applied over any surface, including wood, bricks, stucco, steel, hardy board, vinyl, even your roof. And right now, they're offering a 15% discount. For a free quote, Texas Rhino Shield at 855 Rhino TX. That's 855 Rhino TX. And online, Texas Rhino Shield dot com.